You know, it's really interesting, sort of being on the other side of COVID now. We've got all these corporations coming out and saying, well, you need to be in here in the office three days a week or four days a week. Or, you know, the other people, everybody's saying, I want to work at home. One person <laughs> who cuts both ways is the uh, the CEO and co-founder of what we used to know as Veridesk. Ten years ago, you uh, started seeing Jason McCann telling everybody they wanted to stand up when they were working and Everybody said, yeah, and now the company's very, and they're in lots of businesses, and Jason McCann joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Oh, David, so glad to be back. Happy New Year. Good to see you. And, and to you, and and I, it's hard to believe this has been 10 years, but that really was, it was just a metamorphosis. All of a sudden, everybody said, yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to stand up working. And, and, yeah, I think health and wellness started to matter in the workplace, and you know, and and it resonated. It was kind of like lightning in a bottle, and so it was incredible. But watching the company evolve now, you know, with chairs and an office space, and 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 now you're a landlord. You know, you 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 own you own real estate. Tell me what's going on right now. I, I started with this battle between you got to be in the office, you got to be at home, and like I said, you benefit either way, don't you? Yeah, I think, well, you know, I, I think we looked at it like in the, in, uh, one, as a CEO, I navigated the storm. So thank God we were here in Texas and able to operate as a business and considered essential and important. So we were able to navigate and survive. And to your point, uh, during the height of COVID, 90% of our shipments went to people's homes. But now we're starting to see where actually the majority of our products are being shipped back to, to offices and to workspaces. And so we've done a lot. We've transformed thousands of offices here in the last 24 to 36 months, literally trying to navigate what is the future of work. And CEOs ask all the time, am I, do I want the teams back? Are we remote? Are we something? Flexibility is definitely the future. It's been in this industry and in these industries for many, many years. And so I think what they're finding is there are moments where we need to be together to collaborate, to mentor, to guide. You know, that natural oxytocin that's generated when we're together is very, very important but there's also roles or or areas, and they may be more transactional and those types of things. They can be remote periodically, but I think a lot of, I would call it small and mid-sized companies, realize that they want their teams together battling on the battlefield and trying to navigate the future of work. And that means together yeah. probably three to five days a week, and so they're they're figuring it out. But, but one of the things we, we heard back then was that this whole concept of open space, everybody collaborating, working together, no walls, no barriers, just walk over to somebody else's desk. We said, well, that's that's got to go out because of concerns about, you know, cross infection and that that's not going to go away. So where are we right now? Our, our company and you guys were coming along with sort of temporary walls that could be put up to to make workspaces. Yeah, I think there is what we've seen, and so even in the buildings that we own, about 50% of the space, 60% is dedicated where people work. And so there are open areas and they are, you know, spread out. So you're six feet apart, five feet apart. I think all that as the science started to come through is our body builds up natural immunities. If people aren't feeling well, they know they can now work from home because they've got the same tools and set up at their home. So, so companies recognize that you don't have to show up sick just because you don't want to use your paid time off. And so they recognize the benefit of that. Also, a lot more people are setting up focus areas. So, hey, I'm in an open team environment working on some stuff, but you know, for the next two hours, I need to go crank on this spreadsheet or work on this project or do some deep thinking or meditation or whatever. 
And so there's areas where I can check out a room, reserve a space, go focus on that. But I probably don't need to be locked in an office for eight hours in that four walls boxed in. So these are spaces now that are reserved. And then there's a lot more open collaborative soft seating, a lot of the, the new stuff that we've come out with because people need to, they want to get together, interact. It's almost got that resumercial feel because I've now been at home for a couple of years. So I want soft seating. I want areas to get kind of like a university vibe. Resumercial. So I'm going to is... write down resumercial. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's sort of, that's what's happening. And a lot of people are tweaking their spaces over time. So it's like, Hey, you know, cause we're navigating growth and change. So, hey, let's try this. Let's try this. And that's how we've always thought about space should be a living, breathing thing. Anyway, it's not you know, like you build the four walls and you forget it for the next 10 years. It's like it changes. Over time, you upgrade it, you enhance it over time. You know, one of the things that's happened over the last decade since you, you guys started this business, I mean, not only have you grown in the U.S., but around the world. I, I was astounded to see you're in 120 countries, 4 million different customers. So you must have a good sense of what's going on really around the world, what sort of demands. Is everybody, is every country following our example with this sort of hybrid work environment? Yeah, I think they're they're all navigating. Our our biggest office business is definitely in the U.S. Our original Veridesk business, because it was such a simple business, is all over the world. So our seating and our and our Veridesk business, I think everybody went into that hard shutdown mode, and and we saw Australia really get tight, Canada really get tight, uh, Europe got really really tight, and the U.S. sort of in the I would call it in the smile in the warm states opened up first and started to be the tip of the spear for what the future of work could be um, Asia, Taiwan, and some of those countries that we sell product into also tried to open up just in a little bit, a little bit faster. I think everybody's navigating it. They do recognize that there's something about the idea that you can have both. But if you look at the jobs overall, well over half the jobs out there don't have an opportunity to work remote. They're in service, they're in transportation, they're in hospitality, they're in other categories. We need to not have even more alienation or polarization of the haves and have nots. And so I think there's also companies trying to figure out what does it look like? What is the best benefit? And there's something magical, that social capital that's built when you interact with people and coach and mentor, I think translates globally. And so I think everybody's recognizing that education, that certain things are that we need to we need to have opportunities for people to be together. We're not born to just put on goggles and stare at a screen all day. Um, although some companies obviously would like you to believe that. And so I, I just don't think that's how humans are designed. I think that's what we're seeing. And so I think it's good. The pendulum swung all the way. It's going to come find a, a middle ground that I think will be a benefit for everybody. You know, you've really, I mean, this, this company has really gone a long way in, 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 in a decade. And I know you've tried a lot of different things, sort of to, to some degree. It's like you're painting. Maybe you throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> But but so 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 I was amazed. We were talking several years ago, and you took over that old Zale space in Las Colinas, yep. and yep. and I figured, well, you're going to use it as a showcase to show off your stuff, and and you know, you're a landlord, you make a little money on the side, but now you're a real <laughs> landlord. What have you got? Three buildings. Yeah, we have three buildings, about a million square feet of office space here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It, it is truly an ideation lab and showroom for us. So it does operate like that. And so for us to learn what could the future of work be to have Fortune 20 tenants that lease space from us, um, also, you know, uh, smaller, medium-sized companies, 
but they're all headquarters. They're all great organizations. So to have them in and to see how they interact and to see really what happened, we found is small and medium businesses. And so our smallest space might be 8,000 square feet for 40 or 50 employees. Um, and our largest would be 100,000, 200,000 square feet for like the larger companies didn't come back to office, but all of the, uh, Smaller, less than a thousand employee companies. They're all back there. Really, all, all the eight thousand square feet. Uh, yes, tenants are back. Buzzing. Yeah, they all came back and early came back, and we're really navigating through. And so it's been interesting to see. That's the next generation, I believe, of Fortune 1000 companies that are figuring it out, navigating it. So we learned a lot. You know, we've probably leased well over half a million square feet of office space during COVID when nobody was signing leases. We just will, we announced one that'll go out today. So you get to announce it first. We'll sign another one on Friday and two more next week. So four leases, and these are three to 10 year leases. So we're, you know, and we're, and it's a lot are with our furniture. So we get to see how people interact with it and we're learning and we host tours with clients from all over the U.S. every day. They fly into DFW or over on Southwest Airlines and love, and they buzz in, see our spaces, and we talk. What is What are CEOs talking about? And what they're talking about is collaboration, communication, navigating the future of my space. What do I need as I'm thinking about economic headwinds? But also, I'm trying to build a winning, healthy organization and culture and team. I want to create a space that matters. And so we're, we show them what we're learning, what's working. Here's our meeting rooms. This is how we're doing it. We've got some that are soft seating, resumersal. We've got some that are traditional. Let's figure it out together. I'd rather do that and make an impact um, because, you know, I'm 53, so I got to do something positive. And so I think if I can help these other CEOs navigate that with my team and we can learn together, that will help the economy, help us. They'll bring up the next generation of leaders. That's what we're here to do. You know, I, I was out at, at your headquarters. I, it was before COVID, I guess, but looking around and, and all the different things that you were working on. One of the areas you were working on was working in schools. And, and I really mm-hmm. liked the idea. You had some desks. The kids could stand up if they wanted to, but also they could mark on the desk and use it to, you know, do their math or make notes or, I don't know, draw pictures of the teacher, that sort of thing. So, <laughs> are, so are you staying? Is that is that a is that going to be a lucrative market for you, do you think? What, what happened, it's interesting, you know, you learn all these things, you try them. So we, we bought a standing desk company. I tried to penetrate that market. It was a touch early for me. And that channel of distribution is very difficult for me to sell product to. So we have a lot of product I donated to schools like Kristen Del Rey and others to help. But it's very hard for me to compete in that market because our business model, we sell direct. You know, we try to keep the cost down, yeah. we limit our SKU offering. School districts make decisions very differently than entrepreneurs. And so for me, that was just a, a life lesson. It's like, hey, so we sell a lot of school districts, their administration, their offices. The school desks themselves is sort of a, a captured market right now. So I'm sort of waiting for the game to come to me a little bit versus me swinging my axe and chasing too many rabbits around here. So so you're always working on something new. You got anything else you can spring on me real quick? A new area you're working in? Well, I think for us, you know, as we continue to simplify the business, you know, our e-com and web actually shot up again during Q4, which really surprised me. And over 90% of our orders were brand new customers. So we're talking about more and more people are out there. And the chatter we're hearing is entrepreneurship, people starting their own businesses, people navigating the future. And so I think for us, that's kind of who we focus on in our sweet spot. And so I've, we're now in 18 different cities. So we just announced our 18. So we've hit Southern California. We've got all these shows. So for us to continue to do the work, you know, I look at the, the next 12 to 18 months, it will absolutely be choppy. I'm 53. I've been through a couple of these. 
But the team is battle tested. I feel very good about the product response we're getting. And I think as we all try to crack this code on the future of work, entrepreneurship, giving back to the community, that's going to be big. The last thing I'll say is we, we did surpass $6 million in giving product to nonprofit organizations. Wow. So MetroCrest here in town, my possibility, some others, the Boys and Girls Club, some other ones that we're doing here this year um, will also be big. And so I think for other organizations that are trying to find a way to do that, I think are the other things that I'm really, really excited about as we as we push into 2023. Well, it's always fun to try to keep up with you. And I emphasize try to keep up. But uh <laughs> With periodic visits, it makes it a lot easier. Jason McCann is the CEO and co-founder of Very. We appreciate the time. Thank you very much, sir. David, you're awesome as always, so thank you. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.